0: Welcome to Faith and Fable, pastoral podcast that discusses common and often
1: controversial topics from a biblical perspective. My name is Matt Miller. And I'm Matt Henry. And today we're going to fix the fable known as Revelation 3.20. On your end, this is the first time you're hearing it. For us, this is what, number six of podcasts that we've taped today? Yeah. So we're getting a little punch drunk. We'll try to maintain it. Try to stock up because you're leaving. Yep. I'm leaving and... Now I say I want to start singing an old song. I'm a leaving on a jet
0: plane. That's what everyone's doing to this podcast.
1: <laughs> right now. Fast <laughs> forward, fast
0: Quark. forward. They're still
1: singing old. <laughs> 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 Anyhow, um, Revelation 320. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he will and he with me. All right, so that's the passage. Now in many circles, this passage is used to talk about inviting Jesus into your heart. The door in this passage is speaking of your heart and that Jesus wants to come in. And however, it's not, but it's up to you to open your heart to him. And so I mean, goodness. I have you ever heard that? Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. went to so many revivals and camp meetings when I was part of the Nazarene church and and they would just get teary eyed as a, just as I am is starting to play and and he, can you hear him knocking? He wants to come in. He wants that fellowship. You won't you? Won't you by a one step of faith simply come down this aisle and open your heart? He won't break it down. He wants to come in. And it's like, hey anyhow. Let me use—I'm going to read, actually, an extended quote. This is from Rick Warren, so you know it's going to be good. Um, he, He says this, Have you ever considered what the innkeeper must have thought that first Christmas when he realized he didn't make room for the Son of God? Here's how I think his testimony might have been written. It was the busiest season I have ever seen as an innkeeper, a -a once-in-a-lifetime business bonanza for me, courtesy of Caesar Augustus and his census. Overnight, lodging was in great demand. My inn was booked solid for a month, and that income set me up for life. But then that couple showed up. How was I to know who they were? They looked no different than a dozen other families that I had already turned away. So I just said, sorry, we're booked. We have no vacancies. There's no room for you. I thought I would at least do them a favor and allow them to sleep with the animals in the stable behind the inn. Obviously, I didn't know who they were, but for all of history and the rest of eternity, I'll be known as a man who said, sorry, no room. I'm the one who put the Savior of the world out back with the animals. That's my legacy. I didn't make room for Jesus." I missed Jesus because I was too busy to realize what God was doing right in front of me. It was an inconvenient time for Jesus to show up, so I just pushed him off in a corner. But now that I think about it, it seems that there was always some distraction, inconvenience, or preoccupation to use as an excuse not to make room for Jesus. If I could do it all over again, I would, just, I would have given him the whole inn. I missed the knock on my door. But for you, there's still time to receive them. There's still time to look at your life, to consider whether your rooms are filled with what matters most or if they're just cluttered. You still have time to reserve a place for the most important guest of all. When Jesus knocks, You can give him the welcome and reception that he deserves as your creator and savior and king of kings. And he will knock because your heart was designed for God to live in. In fact, he's knocking right now. Can you hear him? Are you paying attention? Will you open the door?
0: It comes from an article entitled, Open Your Whole Heart to Jesus. Yep. Kick out everyone else. Well, first of all, the stable it wasn't a stable
1: behind the inn. I know. <laughs> there are so many problems. With it, and I'm just like, I just tried to read it. Okay. Yes, sir.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's... <laughs> I, I'm lost for words. Um, that's because you need to open. Uh, open your heart. I'm a hardened man. Um, you've opened it a little ways. You cracked the door. He's got the foot in that, but yeah. we let the whole Jesus into Fully the whole Fully devoted, heart.
0: yeah.
1: Um,
0: another view sees the door as still that of the human heart, but now it's the human heart of a Christian. Um, it is Jesus offering to come and have fellowship with them, even though they have wandered. Uh, however, this is likely not the issue here. Uh, Rather, the door is speaking of um, something eschatological uh, or end times. Um, What is meant by this is it speaks of the impending return of Jesus and the urgency for people to seek to be right before him. Remember, it's coming from Revelation. Right, right. Um, So the whole context of these letters to the churches um, in the first part of uh, Revelation here is about that which is lacking in these churches, so from the lesser to the greater, Jesus shows the terrible shape that these churches are in and therefore the need for them to repent. Uh, in this church specifically, the idea is that they believe they're in a good place spiritually. Um, they are rich uh, as it says, they are in need of nothing as he says. Uh, and so he sternly warns them that in fact, they are poor, they are blind and they are naked. Uh, he, infir- he affirms his love for them in verse 19. By saying, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, therefore be zealous and repent. Um, and and it is in that context that he then speaks of knocking on the door. This also harkens back to passages that mention the return of the Lord and a door. So Matthew 24, So you too, when you shall see the things, recognize that he is near right at the door. Uh, Luke twelve thirty six says, Be like people waiting for their master to come back from the wedding celebration, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Another one, James 5, 9, Do not complain, brethren, against one another, so that you yourselves may not be judged. For behold,
1: the judge is standing right at the door. All right, so summarize this is not the heartfelt plea of Jesus wanting to save a person if they would only open up their hearts to him. It's also not just, hey, I want to have fellowship with you. It actually is a word of warning that his return is imminent, and we must not assume that we are his if we are in active sin. It's, it's a warning to individuals and churches alike to stay the course and not wander away. It's also worth noting that there is a very weak theology that drives interpreting this in an evangelistic, uh, as an evangelistic plea by Jesus. Uh, we say this a lot in Faith and Fable, that theology matters. When you hear a person talking about God wanting to save a person, if only they would let him, or if they would open their hearts to him or invite him in, they show that they do not truly grasp the power of sin. The individual— is born in, dead in sin. We're enemies by, of God by nature. We cannot and will not obey God. We walk by the power of Satan, and as such, we naturally reject Jesus and the gospel. So if it was talking about Jesus knocking at the door and hoping you'll let him in, we'll always say no. That's, that's the nature of the unregenerate person. So, it's only by the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit that anyone believes. And those who the Spirit makes alive are what the Bible would then simply call the elect. Jesus is Lord, and He will save all who the Father in heaven has given Him. He's not hoping and wishing that someone would let Him be their Savior. He saves, and He saves to the uttermost those who are His. And that's the point. So, He is warning that I'm at the door, I'm knocking. My coming is uh, imminent. Be ready. Be prepared. We hope that helps you understand what's actually going on. We hope it uh, is of value to uh, to you. We ask you to keep listening, share these podcasts if you find them helpful, and drop us a note if there's a passage you want us to work through. And as always, we ask you tell a friend.